Testing hello. I say hello. I say hello. Niggas bitching about microphones. I say they bitching about microphones. What's happening, everybody? Uh, I'm not going to be here long. I just want to get some points out and, um, you know, reaffirm what we already knew. And, uh, yeah. So, let me see. Johnny Blaze. Hey, James Lil. COVID, the number one goon. Okay, number one 1A goon right now. You know, still in, we got truth as the Inquisitor goon. But you are like the next goon, goon up, an up-and-coming goon. So, yeah. <laughs> My G's was the keeper. What's happening? Conspiracy theorist. My man's. My man's. My man. Shadow Dweller. Naga Serpentine. All right. Boone, what's happening? Melvin. I got you, Melvin. I got you. <laughs> Ayana, hey, pulling a damn nooner. I know, right? I, I Listen, you, you know, y'all know me. I like my schedules set, but this is kind of impromptu because I kind of want to get some things off my chest about the, uh, the black myth of... Uh, generational wealth because to me that's what it is it's a myth now i'm not here to spread doom and gloom i'm not here to say everybody's going to be poor and desolate and destitute no i'm just saying that this mythos of generating mass wealth to leave for future generations it's not going to happen uh, it has become a myth and a fallacy to me because you can't point to me in any direction to 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 tell me otherwise right remember remember back in the day back in the in, in the 80s y'all when oprah and walter payton and a whole bunch of black investors wanted to buy the chicago bears i'm taking y'all back a bit I'm taking y'all back for those that are old enough to remember back in the late 80s Walter Payton had a group of investors along with Oprah. They wanted to buy the Chicago Bears. And the McCaskey family said to them, there's no amount of money you could give us to want us to sell the Chicago Bears basically to niggas. Do you understand? This is the difference between how whites, white family businesses operate versus black family business operates. The, the, the McCaskies told them flat out that you don't have enough money. We would never sell to people like you. You understand? This was back in the 80s. This is when Walter Payton was like Walter Payton. Okay? Sweetness. <laughs> That's nigga well. <laughs> That's nigga well. <laughs> okay? For those that's old enough to remember, y'all remember that? Because I clearly do. I remember that. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Now, let's um, let's dissect a few um, what we would what we determine black excellence, millionaires, multimillionaires, and let's see, you know, let's kind of see where the narrative takes us. Wait a minute, let me see. Okay, so let's do this. In the news, we had Rick Ross, okay? Rick Ross apparently paid 
$3.2 million in cash for Amari Stoudemire's old house, right? This is the same Rick Ross, not even three years ago, had to put his house up for bond for him to bail out of jail. Remember, Rick Ross is, I believe it was a housekeeper or a um, lawn gardener or whatever, threw a party in Rick Ross's house when Rick Ross was not there. And then subsequently he was beat up very badly and Rick Ross was fighting those assault charges, right? And it came, t it came time for him to post bail. He posted his house as collateral. It's the same Rick Ross. So now you mean to tell me Rick Ross has generated enough money within the next, in the, in the following four years to pay $3.2 million in cash for a house. So if you're a realtor, right, you're in the finance, who pays for a house in cash? Oh, I remember the story of Mary J. Blige doing the exact same thing. Remember she put up tens of millions of dollars in cash for a house. Do y'all remember that story? You remember that story? Okay. Okay. Let's continue. Tyler Perry, because everyone loves Tyler Perry, because Tyler Perry can do no wrong. Tyler, you know, let y'all, let people believe it, that Tyler Perry really has money like that. Okay. So you mean to tell me Tyler Perry had enough money to purchase a former military base. Okay. That studio that everyone goes to record and shoot productions on, that's a former military base. And you mean to tell me he had enough money to first acquire that property. Secondly, you mean to tell me uh, the powers that be would sell a black man, a former military base. Okay. Now, mind you, the first studio mysteriously burned down in a fire. Okay. Okay. So let's keep, let's keep this thing going. He's making money with Wingstop. He had Wingstop money when he's fighting his cases. He, he, he had Wingstop money back then. But once again, Y'all continue to, to believe in the illusion of, of wealth, mainly black wealth, okay? So it's the same Tyler Perry that can afford to pay for security to protect Harry and Meghan Markle from whoever. Okay. Okay. How can I say this without getting in trouble? So when we're talking like security forces, okay, um, like each family has its own security forces, okay? Each family has um, a group of specialized individuals that specialize in whatever the family needs them to do. So you mean to tell me Tyler Perry has the clout, not even about the money. So you mean to tell me Tyler Perry has enough clout 
to hire a specialized security force that could defend against the House of Windsor if it came down to it. So if Queen Elizabeth said, you know what, give him the green light. I'm going to green light Harry and Meghan. You mean to tell me that the security force that Tyler Perry hired could stop that? This is y'all telling me right now. And I, I wish my military guys were, were in the chat. No, wait, 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 wait. Where's, where's one guy at? Conspiracy, where you at? Conspiracy theorists in the hood. I need your input, sir. I need your input, sir. You mean to tell me Tyler Perry has enough clout to say to get a bunch of former Delta and former Navy SEALs to protect Harry and Meghan against the whims of the Windsor family? Okay, okay, all right. Now let's get to Jay Z. I loved, I love Jay Z because Jay Z, for some odd reason, still inspired. There's my girl. Where's she at? Eric Williams drinking margaritas in Mexico. We know they could knock them off any day, but it's gotta look a certain way. This is wild, fucks with Eric. Erica, wait, wait, wait. Before you go, I would love to get your your take on the uh, the Black World Order. Not to go at them per se, but I would love to get your thoughts on those four individuals, five individuals who once again are going to convince black people they have the keys to financial independence, freedom, and wealth. I would love to get your take on, on those guys respectfully. Black said, and it's not a diss, but I, I, I said that, you know, you alone would crush all those guys together. You understand? So um, I, I would love to pick your brain sometime about that because I know you're a busy gal and you know you're you're a celebrity so whenever you have time for little old me greatly appreciate it (laughs) all right so let's get to Jay-Z Jay-Z is everybody's favorite go-to model of black wealth right and how to play the game wait wait here she go here she go sir 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 (laughs) stop it what hey Erica out here flying planes and shit. <laughs> Listen, Erica out here flying planes and shit. <laughs> Erica Williams is, is, is black excellence. Um, Jay-Z. Everybody loves you, Jay-Z, as their go-to model of what to do and how to navigate in business. Okay. Now, this is the same Jay-Z that refused to share the rights with the two guys that got him that that helped get that album completed reasonable doubt. I'm not gonna get I'm not even gonna get into the Biggs and, and Dane. I'm not gonna get into all that. Let's get into Magna Carta. Remember the Mag the Magna Carta album and the app you could download through Samsung? Does anybody remember that disaster? Remember it crashed? You paid your monies it crashed and you didn't get the album through the app. Does anybody remember that disaster? Cause I do. Cause I was working a uh, third party campaign for Samsung and it was a complete disaster. Okay. Let's continue with Jay-Z. This is the same guy, basically. Chrissy, Chrissy the Black, basically. 
This is the same Jay-Z that done lied to everybody and said he was a Brooklyn Nets owner. No, not an owner, the owner. Someone quote me the song lyric in which Jay-Z said he was the Brooklyn Nets owner. There you go. Yes, it was a deal with Samsung and Sprint. That's right. You would download the Magna Carta app and you were supposed to get early. You were supposed to get the album early and it crashed and it was a complete disaster and it took them days to restore it and people who paid monies up front never got the fucking album. Right? Okay. 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 This was the same guy that, that flat out told black people he was the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. And then come to find out he owned not one percent, less than one tenth of a percent. I don't even know what that is. Okay. He it it, it came out that he owned less than one tenth of a percent of the Brooklyn Nets which he did end up selling for a roughly 20 to $30 million. Okay. Now, is that, is that smart business? It works for him. This is the same Jay-Z that convinced a lot of people to give up their properties when they were, when they were building the Barclays Center. Right? True story. My brother still owns a brownstone in that area. And every six months, they get him to buy and he won't sell. Okay. Now, mind you, my brother owns a bunch of, uh, wash houses in Philly, but he still has that brownstone in, um, next to the Barclays. And they're always asking and pressuring him to sell. He won't sell. And he would tell me the stories of how black folk, you know, just gave up this shit because they heard Jay-Z say it was a good deal or Jay-Z was, they thought Jay-Z was a part of it. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get a, I'm, Jay-Z said it was a good business investment. I'm going to sell my shit. And now it's all gentrified and it's pretty much whitewashed, right? Okay. Magna Carta, okay. So then we get the title, right? Black owned, black businesses. Remember I did that video? People were selling back in 99. Jay-Z nowhere around <laughs> That's right, Chrissy. They didn't want to certify him for that. That's right, because he cheated. That's exactly right. It was a whole, the RIAA issue. He was fighting to get certification. You, sh you are so right. I totally forgot about that. Um, slight work for a law firm that was in charge of getting the nets to BK. This was back in 98, 99. Damn. Okay. Okay, so we get the title, right? Black owned. And then when I did the video of his employees in Sweden, of course, it's Sweden. Okay, title is located in Sweden. And of course, if you've ever been to Sweden and you know anything about Sweden, of course, they're going to be all white. And then they took the picture with his staff and it was all white people. Now, granted, it's in Sweden. Now, how is it you have a black-owned company, but your work staff, you know, doesn't reflect what the owners look like? That's a catch-22. That's a catch-22. Okay? 
Um, so then, and, and, and you know what? Academics is correct when he called out Jay-Z for the bait and switch. Jay-Z has the ability to get next to the people that can make his plans come to fruition, and he'll do one of two things. If it, go, if it, if it goes flat, he throws them under the bus, and he gets away from them. If it's a success, he takes all the credit. Okay? They, that's what Jay-Z's been best at doing for the last 20 years. He gets next to the people that can make his plans come together, come to fruition. And if it goes left, he throws them under the bus and he separates himself from it. And if, it, if it's a win, he gets all the credit. That's smart. That's extremely, extremely smart. I'm sorry, they're Scandinavian? Okay, my bad. I, I, yeah, I did the video years ago, and they, they had the picture, and it was just him and B, and the whole staff was just Caucasians for the most part, right? You got to applaud how he's been able to move and, maneuver, move and maneuver um, in his businesses. It's smart. It's, it's smart for him. But once again, he's been put out to the front as the example of how to conduct business and you know normally that the way he moves and maneuvers would get to probably, probably get the average person killed he's thrown a lot of people under the bus a lot of people under the bus a lot a lot okay um so then he was preaching the whole black on this, black on. Y'all remember the the four, the, the forty four album, four 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 album? Because all you heard was red pill and blue pill. Oh, the laws of forty four. Jay Z's he's on he's on it. He's he's awakened. He's enlightened. The laws of forty four. Blah 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 blah. For months, that's all you ever heard. Come and then so you did all this to get people to rally behind you, support your business, get the business to where it's. It's recognizable, it's respected, and only to turn around and sell. First, he sold, what, a third of it. Who did he, he sell title to? A third of it to somebody else, right? And he still had majority, still had majority ownership. Who was the first company that Jay-Z sold a portion to title to? Does anybody remember? Because I'm too lazy to look this shit up right now. I'm too lazy to look it up right now. And I'm going to get to Dame Dash in a minute, because people still think, Jay-Z is, te is technically winning over Dame Dash, and I, and I have an argument as to why he is not, okay? <laughs> I only listen to Blueprint. I don't, I don't get my financial advice from Jay-Z, okay? Yeah, 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 story of OJ. He's talking about the Dumbo projects, like he had a chance to get in on the ground floor with the Dumbos. Like, nah. That shit was already carved up and sold years prior, Right? But does anybody remember the name of the company that's, that Jay-Z sold a third of title to? Sprint. Thank you, Roscoe. Okay, so he sold a third of title to Sprint, which basically means he still owned roughly 66% of title. So then he sells a majority to Jack Dorsey of, of uh, Square. Majority. So we're going to say a majority of that would be roughly 40 to 50%. Or if not all. And in return, he gets to sit on the board. He gets to sit on the tight, uh, on, on the square board. Okay? Just because you sit on the board does not mean you make the decisions. You may have a vote. 
Now, here's the thing with, with corporate boards. Corporate boards, you may sit on a board, but that does not mean you have a vote. That, that, that does not mean you have voting power. There's a big, big difference. Understand this. Just because you sit on a company board does not mean you have voting power. Does that make sense? Now, what they're not telling anybody is when they allow these blacks to sit on the corporate boards is if they have voting power. I'm sure he gets a royalty check. That's cool. But if I'm going to sell my baby to a corporation for an exchange on the seat on the board, I want I want voting privileges. The the corporate board basically the board is they they are the ones that hires and fires the CEOs of companies, okay? So if you sit on a corporate board, you are somebody. If you have voting privileges on a corporate board, you are somebody. You are the people responsible for the hiring and the firings of CEOs, CFOs, COOs, okay? That is, yeah, he's the face of minority contracts. That's pretty much it. He is the face. They they trot out to black people say, hey, look, see, you can do it too. If this guy from Brooklyn who sold drugs and lost, how many bricks did he say he lost? Wait, wait, let's get back to that. All my drug dealers at, former drug dealers. How many bricks did Jay-Z say, say he lost in a, in a drug deal? <laughs> he didn't have controlling interest. Majority stakeholder holds the most power. Okay, so I'm I'm on, I'm on, I, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. There you go. They let you in on the board for optics only. It's a good look. Exactly, exactly, right. So for all the former drug dealers, don't tell them yourselves. How many bricks did Jay Z claim to have lost in the, in a drug deal? Once again, ninety six bricks. Now. I've never been a drug dealer. I've had, I've have, I have extended family that have been major players. 92 bricks, 92 bricks. There's no way on this planet you can lose 92 bricks and still be breathing. There's no way you could lose 92 bricks. That's 92. Wait, 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 let's do some math. Let's do some math, okay? And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be generous with the numbers. Let's say ninety-two bricks of coke. We're gonna say the price back then, let's say it's eighteen. Let's say eighteen grand times eighteen grand a brick. Eight that is one point six five six million dollars. You understand? So if Jay Z lost 92 bricks of cocaine at 18 grand a kilo. That's $1.656 million. You're not breathing, my man. You're not breathing. You're not alive to see anything come to fruition. So the fact that you still got people thinking this man was a... a, a, a major, major drug dealer. You understand? 92 bricks. Wouldn't even know this dude existed. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> About to hit us with the affirmative action. <laughs> there, there's no there's no way you not surviving that he would have got the jimmy hoffa they would have buried him at the end of in, in, the, in the end zone in, in giant stadium right so that's that's not counting inflation he would have got been knocked off yeah knocked off so <laughs> once again uh jay-z is the face of you know how they how they convince black people that you can you can do it too uh okay so then he turns around and sells and this is how cold white this is why i gotta respect white folk so jack dorsey he gets the majority he bought, basically bought out jay-z he gives jay-z you know, a, a corporate chair, right? But once again, we don't know if, his, if he has voting privileges. What does Jack Dorsey do? What does Jack Dorsey do? Jack Dorsey then auctions off his first tweet for title for $2.3 million. Who does that? That is good business for Jack Dorsey. You understand? This man just sold a tweet for $2.3 million off his, off his, uh, off his uh, acquisition of title. I, I don't know what else to tell y'all at this point about Jay-Z. I don't know. I don't know. You got people that, that still believe that the Brooklyn Nets was the best thing for black people in that area. Hey, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue that, you know? So let's get into, uh, let's get to Oprah. Let's get to Oprah. Now we knew a few years ago, they removed Oprah's, um, creative control position, her power, even though she was owner, right? Because her, 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 the owners who, who, who distributors, they, they said, yo, the shows that you pick are trash. We're losing money. This is before they brought Tyler Perry in to help with creative control. Okay. So Oprah was losing money for own. It wasn't Oprah's money she was playing with. Right. They let her have the position, but they actually took away her creative control and, and what shows she could bring in and pick out. Okay. Because she was losing them too much money. And then hence they brought in Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry has a better pulse on black America than Oprah does. Oprah has lost her control to, to, to a certain degree with black people. Tyler Perry has more sway and more influence with black folk than Oprah does. That's part of why he was brought in uh, to help, you know, with owns creative direction. Okay. And then it finally came out. She sold her, her stake remaining stake in own. Okay. Now let's get to classic Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. We all know Russell Simmons was forced to not only sell Def Jam, but he had to sell Def Jam to a guy that came up as a roadie, Lior. Now, don't get me wrong. Lior has a banking background. He's a finance guy. Okay. 
He's a finance guy. Even though he, he was the roadie and the baggage handler for Run DMC. How do you, how do you sell the company you created out of an apartment building 20, 30 years down the road to a, a former roadie? Okay? Remember, because he sold it for $300 million. They gave Russell $300 million for Def Jam. He had to sell it to Lior. And what, it, what happened when, when Lior got control of it? Russell said, hey, Lior wouldn't even take my phone calls anymore. He said, Lior wouldn't even take my phone calls. This is Russell Simmons. Right? They were like this. And he said, no, Lior wouldn't even take my calls anymore after, after the sale. Okay. You know, remember Russell had Fat Farm? That shit went, that shit went away. <laughs> he had a telecommunications company. That shit went away. Okay? When you got a comment on the backup page because you're blocked on the main channel. Wait, oh, wait, Daquan's music. Um, why are you blocked on the main channel? What, what did you say? I pretty much trust my mods, but you must have said some fucked up shit to be blocked on my main page. Respectfully. But I'll look into it. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Okay. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got? Robert Smith. Now, this is the guy that, uh, you know, said he's going to pay for all those black guys' is, uh, college loans off, right, at the HBCU. Robert Smith. Let me see. Where is he at? Let me look him up real quick. Robert Smith of Vista Equity Partners. Uh, tax evasion charges. Let me find, let me look this shit up real quick. I don't want to speak, I don't want to misspeak on something. Okay, he hear me out. Hear me out. Let's take Robert Smith. Let's do Robert Smith respectfully. Now, he is a billionaire, right? His, his firm manages more than $73 billion for public pension funds and other wealthy investors. Okay. The tax evasion charges, he, they say he evaded paying taxes in over $43 million over a decade and repeatedly filed false tax form, forms. He agreed to pay a penalty for sake tax dedu deduction claims for $182 million of charitable contributions and co cooperate for five years with prosecutors on investigations, including their case against Brockman, whose web opaque Caribbean entities was allegedly used to hide $2 billion in income earned from Vista. Holy shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're going to break this down. Hold up. Yes, he was, Roscoe. Yes, he was. He, 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 let's get into this real quick because I didn't know this. I didn't know all this. Edward Anderson loves to mention Robert Smith. Edward Anderson, if you know who he is, 
he loves to mention Robert Smith as his go-to example of black wealth and black excellence, blah, blah, blah. So let's go with this story a white man wrote on Robert Smith's tax charges. Now, he owns Vista, okay? The guy Brockman had the company that was hiding monies earned for Vista. So he was like an offshore account, okay? So to avoid going to prison, he agreed. He agreed to forsake all his tax deductions for his charitable contributions, and he agreed for five years to be a snitch. He, he, he's on a five-year snitch plan. Okay, so he gets to tell on everybody he's ever done shady business with for the next five years, including the guy that hid the monies for him, Brockman. Do you understand what I'm, and this is a billionaire doing this, right? This is a billionaire. He's a snitch for the feds for the next five years. And if you know anything about federals, federal prosecutors, there's no end. They're just not going to let you go. You understand? This black billionaire is now a Takashi 6ix9ine for the next five years. I've not heard any black person down the street talk about this man's situation. Do y'all understand? I've, I've not heard any Manosphere nigga talk about Robert Smith, his tax evasion case. All they ever talk about is, yeah, man, he says he's going to pay off all those kids' student loans. This man is a federal confidential informant. He's not even confidential. He's a federal informant. He's a federal informant. That means if your company ever did business with this man, he's going to tell on you. You understand? <laughs> I got to say, my baby sis has that same snitch plan for my business. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This man, if you believe is a billionaire, is on a five-year snitch plan with the feds to tell on any and everybody he's done business with, including his former partner. This is black excellence. And then I'm going to say it again. I've not heard none of those niggas down the street talk about Robert Smith. This man is a walking tape recorder. He is a known federal informant. This is black excellence. And, and once you agree to snitch for the feds, they never let you go. They never let you go. It's a very cold game. Okay, Alorville, that's a good point. I haven't heard any students come and say Robert actually paid for their student loans. Exactly. That, oh, Roscoe. Okay, thank you. Robert Smith, co-founder for Vista, is Brian Sheth. It's strange he hasn't gotten caught up. Of course. You catch the black man up, right? <laughs> ah, Caluminati. Hey, man, you know, it's, it's fucking YouTube. You know, what do you, what, what can you do? I, you know, it's fucking YouTube. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't know this case was that deep. Because once again, guys like Edward Anderson won't mention this case. They can always use something down the road. Exactly. They have you for life. Yeah, he's, he's going to be their bitch forever. He's their bitch forever. You understand? I did not know this. I did not know this. Smith, his lawyers, and his company all declined to comment. Smith told Vista Insiders his tax dispute was strictly a personal matter. He hosted lavish holiday celebrations in December 2019 for clients and employees, including a New York themed party celebrating his firm's 20th anniversary at an airport hangar in Smith's hometown of Austin. Erica, that Erica, that's in your neck of the woods. Erica, I need you to I need you to speak on this Robert Smith thing. <laughs> Let me see. It's also when some people close to Vista say they first heard talk of a national security matter that might help Smith avoid tax charges. This is unreal. By the end of 2019, Smith's lawyer secured a meeting with the department's top tax officials to make their case. It then went to Barr, who also considered the national security matter. Assistant Attorney General for National Security, John Demers, got involved. So you got, not only do you have the feds involved, you have, you got the Attorney General, this, the Assistant Attorney General. So you're on the Attorney General's watch list. Okay, Barr also made it clear that for Smith to avoid indictment, he would have to cooperate against Brockman and pay a hefty penalty. This is unreal. Smith's open support for the Trump administration didn't seem to influence the Justice Department. In June, prosecutors told his lawyers they were still planning to indict Smith. You know what? Let me do the share screen. I'm sorry. Let me. I want y'all to see what I'm. I'm watching. My my bad, y'all. My bad. Let's let's go all this. Let's let's go over this together real quick. Let me let me let me rewind it back. So, he, he, he just bear with me. Because once again, here here's the article, Bloomberg. Okay. Okay, here we go. So U.S. prosecutors and, and, and IRS agents spent four years, four years building their case against this guy who wove to hide $200 million in income, okay? They spent four years building. Build, anybody knows about the feds, they got time and money to spend, okay? Okay? This case was led by Justice Department's tax top prosecutor, Attorney General William Barr. That evidence warranting indictment. Okay. 
Now this what pissed that's what this what pissed white people off. He made headlines for pledging to pay the student debt of Morehouse College graduating class. Had he not done this, I don't think he he they wouldn't have been so aggressive in pursuing his case. Okay. Okay. Barr signed a non-prosecution agreement. It requires Smith to admit he had committed crimes, pay $139 million in taxes, uh, pay $139 million uh, fine, right? This is him. This is a billionaire, right? A black billionaire. Okay, let them tell it. He's the richest black person in the U.S. Okay. All right, all right. As his wealth had tripled over the past five years, he also gave away more than he had hidden abroad. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Now, this was going back in 2013, began assembling a team of prominent attorneys after his tax problem surfaced in 2013. Okay. So, these were the guys after him, okay? Former deputy commissioner, IRS commissioner, like you pissed off the wrong people, okay? And here, here's where they, they link him as a national security matter, okay? Okay, okay. Um, in the end, Barr interviewed to settle the dispute. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Basically, Smith's team would get what they wanted, a stay-out-of-jail card, right? But here we go. Here's how it came up to be. The agreement, six-page statement. He would pay the penalty for $182 million. And basically, telling his partner Brockman that they hid about $2 billion in income earned from Vista. Okay, this is Caribbean entities. So it was an offshore account. So like offshore accounts like the Isle of Maldives, the Cayman Islands, um, Switzerland, not so much nowadays because they have an agreement with the U.S. to, to turn people over, their finances over. Okay, let's see. Okay. Um, in the months leading to, okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. This is where he, t he tells his employees not to worry, it's not a problem, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. He hired Kirkland, one of the best tax lawyers in the, in the country. Okay. Um, these were the other attorneys he hired. Okay. He hired, I'll be honest, he hired the biggest guns he could have to stave this off. He hired some of the biggest tax attorneys to stave off. It took all these guys to go get, to, 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 to save him, well, you know, to keep his ass out of prison. He still, he still belongs to the, to the feds. Okay. He still belongs to the feds. Now let me get down to the to the to part where okay, he was a Trump supporter, right? Now here here we go, here we go. Smith's lawyer, 
continued to push for a non-prosecution agreement and the case went to bar a second time. Okay. The attorney general drew a line. He told Zuckerman the top his told he told his attorney that he would green light an indictment if Smith didn't agree to cooperate fully against Brockman and pay a sizable penalty, one person said. Okay. You understand? In July, Smith's team made a direct appeal to Barr. According to the people with knowledge of the matter, it, it isn't known what was said in the meeting or whether the national security, security matter came into play. But on July 21st, Zuckerman reached out to Philip to set up a conference call saying the Justice Department's tax division will not be presenting the indictment of Mr. Smith to a grand jury at this time. And then this began, this began here, negotiations. Okay. Now, what they're offering was basically Smith would snitch. Barr approved the deal after tax prosecutors assured him they were satisfied with Smith's offer. Okay? And, and, and they agreed to keep the national security matter under wraps. Listen, national security, y'all, when they hit you with that shit, all bets are off. That, my goodness. This is a black billionaire doing this, right? Smith committed serious crimes, but also he also agreed to cooperate. Jim Lee, chief of criminal investigations for the IRS, he says, was a, he says, I have not seen this pattern of greed or concealment and cover up in my 25 years plus as a special agent. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. Okay. Okay. That is black excellence. And once again, I have not heard any Manosphere nigga mention Robert Smith outside of paying off supposed student loans. Okay. Okay, uh, who, who, yeah, let me see what else. Okay, now let's get to Timberland and Swiss Beats with Versus. I'm going to break this shit down because people were coming at me saying, well, this was a good, this was a smart business move. And I'm, I'm going to sit here flat. I'll tell you, no, no, it was not. Now, I got two people, two friends that work production, uh, for one for Apple and one for Versus. Okay, now, Versus... Now, the first Timbaland and Swiss, remember a few months ago, last year, they said they would never sell. Remember that interview when they said, we're doing this for the people, we will never sell versus. Does anybody remember that? Okay. I'm going to get back to Dane versus Jay-Z in a minute. Don't get me, don't, I ain't forgot. Does everybody remember when Timbaland and Swiss Beach said they would never sell versus? This is right. They gave the whole spiel about this is for us and we did this for us and us, us, us. Does anybody remember that? Okay. Okay. Now. And now someone, someone had said, well, this is a smart business move because, um, 
you know, they, they get bigger distribution and bigger platform, blah, 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 blah. And this is how I know that people don't know behind the scenes stuff and no diss to anybody. Okay. But anybody could find out this information. Okay. Versus had Apple TV. They had an agreement with Apple TV to stream on Apple, Apple stuff. So if you had an Apple device, you had Apple TV, you were able to watch versus they had a deal with Apple. They had a deal with IG to stream. They had a sponsorship with Doritos. They had a sponsorship with a liquor company. I forget who the liquor, who the liquor was, but they had an alcohol beverage sponsor. Was it Ciroc? Might've been Ciroc. Don't, don't call me on that, but they had, they had alcohol uh, agreement with an alcoholic beverage. You understand? Now between Apple TV, IG, Doritos, and a liquor brand, who's going to give you more exposure? Okay. Who, how, how do you get more exposure than Apple TV? It's Apple TV. So a lot of people didn't know they had this already locked and loaded. They were already doing this. They, they were already, they already were doing these deals. These deals are already executed. Okay. So when, if you were watching Apple, uh, the verses on Apple TV, the deals are that you, you're seeing that in, in real time. Do you understand? Okay. So there was no need. You, you're going to tell me Triller over the next five years is going to be more expansive than Apple, Apple TV. Is, if that's your comeback to me, that's, you're going to have to do better than that. You're going to have to do better than that. Okay. So they were already set. They were already good. Now, so they said they were never going to sell. They sold fine. So they sold the Triller. Oh, I, I remember they were saying, yeah, we turn down offers all the time. I remember that interview. They said they, they turned down offers all of the time. And he said, no, we get offers all the time. We're not, we're not interested in selling versus. I remember this shit. Okay. It was just like not even six months ago. All right. So they sell versus to Triller and they get a seat at the board on Triller's corporate board. Now, once again, we don't know if it's an advisory position. We don't know if they get voting privileges. We just know they get a seat at the table. Okay, you can have it. Like I said, you can have a seat at the table and not have any say. So it's a good look for the rest of other black people. But that's just it. Just a good look. Okay. So they gave up Triller for a seat at, I mean, they gave up uh, versus for a corporate seat at Triller. Great. And then everybody that's ever participated in the versus gets an equity stake in Triller. That's cool. I like that. Now, what they're not going to tell you is how much of a percentage off the top, right? Um, Swiss and Timberland have not come out yet to actually um, dole out the informations of 
what their advisory or what their position is on the corporate board. If it's just an advisory or they have creative control or just, you know what I'm saying? What they're not going to tell you is if, if they're just there as a token. They wouldn't say, well, we just got a seat on the board. It looks good. You know, we're just, we're just here. We're just happy to be here. They're not going to tell you that shit. All right. We don't know the, the equity percentage that all the artists that have performed will get. But that's a win for the, for the, for the artist. But for the sake of the context of the conversation, y'all all work for white people again. Once again, y'all work for white people. And y'all want to try to convince me that all these business ideas, this COVID thing presents all these unexplored business ideas for black people to generate generational wealth to kind of close the gap when your black elites can't even do the same for themselves. So if the black elites can't come together to save themselves, what chances do regular schmegular motherfuckers have? But once again, once you get past that 30, 40, 50 million dollar club, you, you know what I'm saying? They come looking for you. So if your aspirations is is to, is to be a millionaire, okay, how, well, how many times over do you want to be a millionaire? I tell people all this all the time. People still ask me about the business. I say, look, they're like, what's my ceiling? What's my, what's my number? What number do I not want to go past? It, it depends. Like if you have an ego, it's not about the money. So if you want to be famous, if you have that drive to be famous, it won't take much for you to, to go to the other side. Okay. Now, if you, if you're money driven, um, I know a lot of people that are self-made millionaires, 10, 15 mil, 20 mil, and they get offers to sell out and they usually, they usually rebuff those offers. Okay. And, and that's usual, you know, some standard manufacturing or industrial type of shit. But when it comes to entertainment, it's a whole, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother ball game. So say if you're an indie artist, you know, you make about, if you make five, six mil, be cool with that. The only artist I can say that has not taken the bait is tech nine, but I don't know enough about tech nine's businesses to confirm that. Like I have not heard tech nine sign a major or take major distribution, you know, but like I said, if I do enough digging, and if he did sign, I'd know. But for the most part, Tech Nine is probably the only guy that says, "Nah, I'm cool." Right? Remember, little uh, Young Dolph. Hold up, Young Dolph had everybody fooled like he was self-made and he made all his monies by himself. And this nigga's under three, four different labels. You understand? Like you're, it's so rare that you're gonna have an independent artist be totally strictly independent. The monies it would cost you to compete with a major artist, you don't, you don't, you'll, you'll be broke before you know it. Okay, like, like, like let's take Macklemore. People think Macklemore was independent. No, this nigga was funded by a gay dude. His gay sugar daddy was funding his funding the project for him to get to where he's where he's at. Okay, this ain't this ain't. I'm not a legend in shit. This is real shit. Okay, uh, who who's who's the one guy that keeps talking about Russ? Russ is a Jew. You know, the independent guy that, that make 10, 15 million dollars a year. Russ, he's a Jew. Okay. This game ain't meant for y'all to win. 
it's not meant for, it's meant for you to survive and, and take a couple crumbs. It's not meant for you to win. Not like that. Okay. So, um, <laughs> let me get back to Dane versus Jay-Z. Every time, hey, listen, that's real shit. Look, 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 look at Big Fendi. Let's take Big Fendi. I love Big Fendi. I, I'm, I love Big Fendi. Big Fendi is, is still a, uh, is still a New York nigga through and through. Big Fendi had Nicki Minaj. And then what did she do to him? Big Fendi had, uh, Big Fendi had at one point Nicki. At one point he had Cardi. You understand? Like Big Fendi over the last 10 years has had access or somehow managed some of the biggest artists that have come out in the last decade. You understand? That's Big Fendi. And niggas be like, who's Big Fendi, Sly? Look him up. Now, if, I, if, I, if I'm correct, now Big Fendi is kind of tied into Fabulous. But it's the oldest trick in the book is when you have the independent artists and they have their management team that they may be green, but they're hungry and they get to the labels. The label says, hey, you know what? Your, your team did good to get you this far, but we need to bring in some season management to get you to the next level. And then what, they end up, what ends up happening, they always shit on the people that got you there. And then the people that got you, they have to sue you because you shit on them. It's, we heard this story time and time again. Cardi B did the same thing to her management. Nikki did the same thing to her management. It, the list goes on and on and on. Okay? Big Fendi is a real nigga. Big Fendi is a real nigga. Okay? Shout out to Big Fendi. <laughs> Big Fendi still getting money. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper's daddy is a politician in Chicago. A lot of these people have been groomed to be artists because artists have the attention and the minds of the people. A lot of these cats have been groomed. Chance the Rapper's daddy is a politician, a longtime politician in Chicago. Okay? Longtime politician. That's no secret. So, he, yeah, he is managing. Yeah, yeah, see? They're not brothers. They're not, but they just look alike. Shut up. Yeah, he manages Fab now. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, Big big Fendi moves around. He doesn't like to be tied down, you know? I, I, I would I would, have him on, on my A&R staff. Like, he should be director of A&R or somebody, at somebody's label. He's, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, this is why Chance, yes, exactly. And he's connected, yes. So if you understand Chicago politics, Chicago politics is some of the dirtiest politics. Chicago politics is just as bad as White House politics. If you're old enough to remember the 68 Democratic Convention, then you understand why. If you understand who uh, Mayor Daley Sr. was, then you understand. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, JC. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, chances with them people. He's not where he's at just for, for happenstance. Okay. Uh, let me see. If I were given the power like the Rothschilds, how would you flex your power? <laughs> Ooh. 
I mean, you know, I listen, here's the thing with power. Um, for me, I, I personally, if I was a partial megalomaniac, I, I would, I would fuck a lot of people up. There'd be a lot of bodies, but I would also set my team up in place to eat. So, um, and like I've always said, you know, my, my reasons for taking the position I've taken is for my team can eat. Like I'm, I will, I'm okay with getting my hands dirty. I will be the platform that, you know, my people can spring off and go do their things. You understand? So I, I know what my situation, my position is. I have no bone. I make no bones about it. I'm not, you know, I'm not hiding my shit, you know? Um, they told me third quarter, I can start signing artists. They didn't tell me how many artists I can sign and what's my budget, but they, t they told me third quarter, they'll give me the green light to sign artists. So I'm stoked for that. Um, let me see. Could you please touch on what we are seeing when the rapper posted IG po illusions, 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 illusions. Lee says, I love Louisiana, Georgia, but it's hell politically oh, all day, all day, all day, all day. Um, so let me get back to Jay-Z versus Dame Dash, my man, eight win. So there's this, this sentiment that people think that Jay-Z is, has become a better businessman than Dame, right? Cause everyone loves the Jay-Z line. Oh, you create Jay-Z, make another Jay-Z. He doesn't need to. Dame doesn't need to make another Jay-Z. Dame is not in that frame of mind anymore. You understand? What did we learn from, from Dame Dash? If you don't play ball, or if you present too much of a masculine affront, or if these people feel threatened by you, you know, if they have an idea that you're not going to say yes all the time, they will get rid of you. Jay-Z is willing to play ball. Dame Dash is not. Dame Dash, even at his height, even at his most egotistical, even when he was the most brash, uh, iridascible assholeness, he still told people to empower themselves. Remember the clip? Was it, um, what, what, what documentary was it, y'all? Was it Rhyme and Reason? It was either Rhyme or Reason, or what documentary was it when he was schooling DJ Clue? He said, you got money, but your peoples don't have money. Remember, remember this shit? He, he was schooling DJ Clue on how to run his crew. You understand? <laughs> Man, listen, Jay-Z's business model works if you are a complete sociopath. If you are a complete megalomaniac, you're a sociopath, you're a narcissist. That works. You have to be completely devoid and detached from people. And people like that usually make it to the top. You understand? Okay. I'm going to list my points as to why I think Dame is still a good businessman. He has his f faults and flaws. But I'm, I'm, I'm laying out my points. Hear me out. Girl, listen, Diana, it's going to be, it's going to be a fuck show. <laughs> it's going to be a fuck show. <laughs> um... Backstage, thank you, Rain. Remember the, the, the speech he gave DJ Clue to make sure everybody eats, not just one person eats, okay? And um, 
he's always preached self-empowerment, self-entrepreneurial. He's always preached self, self, do for self. Always. Always. There we go. 16 owners in title. Each person received an $8.9 million payout. But who knows the liquor thing? See, yeah, right? And remember, we, we went over the ownership percentages of the artist, and it was, you know. So at, so at the end of the day, you had a black-owned company with some of the biggest artists on the planet, right? You preached the whole black, 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 and only to go under white folk. And like I said, that deal works out, I would say, better for the artists. They got to pay out. We don't, we don't know what the equity stake is moving forward. We don't know what the royalty rates and how they're going to re- redo the contracts. We don't, know none of that sh- we don't know none of the shit. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, they got $9 million per person. So, you know, if you're smart with your money, you can make a stretch, right? But we don't know the ins and outs of the contract. And we probably will never know the ins and outs of the contract. Um, someone asked a question. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many people should humble themselves to Dane. Because Steve Stout's not going to tell you to, to be self-empowered. Steve Stout is... Okay, Steve. let's take Steve Stout. Steve Stout... Oh my gosh, this guy, he's so responsible for so many different people. You know, Steve Stout, if he would have started his own label, you know what I'm saying? If he went the label head route, like Steve, damn, how, how can I say this about Steve Stout? And I met him a few times and he's a cool dude. I mean, wealth of knowledge, wealth of knowledge. I, I always felt like he kind of played it really safe. You understand if, I, if what I'm saying makes sense? Steve Stout, if you know who Steve Stout is, he's he's like Clarence Avon. That's the best way I can describe him. You know, like he had he had the the Brandon Company, his Brandon Management Company that goes out and finds deals for artists, brand you know production and shit like that, or, or product placement things of that name. Steve Stout, man, is like a quiet big dog, but he doesn't bark like that. You know, like Steve Stout. I hear you, COVID. I hear you. 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 But man, if he, but if, if, if he, if he bless you, you know what I'm saying? If Steve Stout just touched the hem of your shirt, you, he gonna bless you. You know, like, listen, the majority of these guys, the majority of these guys we don't like. There's a majority of guys I don't like. Look, there's a guy. There's a guy on the West Coast, he's a big dog, that I'm going to have to do business with. And, okay, there's a guy on the West Coast that I'm going to have to do business with. That the label owner doesn't want to deal with. Do you understand? This is the shit I have to deal with, and I don't complain. But this is the nature of the business, okay? So there are going to be people I don't, res- I don't like, who I ve- vehemently disagree with, philosophies, 
there's a bunch of people that I'm going to have to kind of just humble myself and just get the business done. Okay. There's, there's a, there's a bunch of people that I'm going to have to do business with that I would never give the second look of, I would never give them a, a second look, you know, outside of this business. You understand? So there's a lot of people I'm going to have to kind of just like bite my tongue and just suck it up, you know, but Steve Stout, man, if he bless you, it's it, you, you, you are on and popping. Chris Lighty was one of those. If he touched, if he touched you, he bless you. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so, but you know how that, how that went. I listen, I hear what y'all saying about Steve, but in all fairness, if Steve says, I'm, I want to fuck with you, you're going to blow the fuck up. Okay. Stop playing with me. Jay-Z, yes, he does. Oh, let me get back to my Dame versus Jay-Z thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> Renee said, what the fuck? <laughs> Renee said, they got good business model, sign artists on the rights. <laughs> Make sure they die, die. Renee is a savage. <laughs> Renee is a savage. Um, wow. Um, back to Dame. Dame does not need to make another Jay-Z. You know why? Because Jay-Z is the living witness to Dame Dash. Dame Dash does not have to do anything else for the rest of his life. If he went to go work for UPS... Guess what? Every time you see Jay, you think Dame. Every time you see Dame, you think Jay. Do you understand? His legacy, regardless of how smeared it was at the end, he that's his legacy, Jay-Z. What more is there to say? But now, so Dame Dash shoots independent films, Right? Wait, wait, wait. It's the same Dame Dash that loaned Lee Daniels $3 million. Okay? I'm not, I don't care about the the, the child support shit, which is a lot of that shit's bullshit uh, against him. Anyway, this is the same Dame Dash that still produces movies, still shoots his own movies, can still loan monies out to, to starving filmmakers. Dame Dash has his own streaming service. Dame Dash has his own movie streaming service. Everything is moving direct consumer, correct? The streaming wars are upon us, correct? While Jay-Z selling his streaming services, Dame Dash is running his independently. Who's winning? Who's really winning? Dame Dash is running his streaming service independently if you have a movie hit him up and he'll, and he'll play it on, your, on, on his site while Jay Z is selling his shit who's really winning there we go there we go look, look, look how many look how many people Dame Dash has fathered gave birth to mentored all of his dame look let's look at all dame dash's sons okay still got cameron that still takes business advice from dame kanye was the, dame is the reason why kanye is where kanye is now when when kanye is having a breakdown 
Who does he go to? He goes to Dame. Who did who did Kanye fly out to Wyoming to 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 get advice for his albums? It was Dame, not Jay Z. Right when when Kanye was was like Jay, don't send the killers after me. Who who did he call at three o'clock in the morning? He called Dame. So let's not act like Dame is a poo butt. Dame is still somebody. Dame is still somebody, and he never folded. Period. Yeah, Jay wanted Jay wanted nothing to do with Dame uh, with with Kanye. Okay. So let's let's put some respect on on, on Dame Dash. Yeah, Jay Z may have the flashier profile. But Dame Dash actually owns his shit. There's no white man let Dame tell it, you know, the white man's not over Dame telling Dame what to do. You know, Jay-Z has to answer to somebody. Remember the video I did, I think last two years ago, when he signed a deal with uh, Live Nation? I said, wait a minute, this is Jay-Z. Jay-Z doesn't need Live Nation to, to throw concerts. Jay-Z, his name alone will bring sponsors. Jay-Z took a hundred, a few hundred million dollars from Live Nation. I said, oh, that's just, you just, you're still an artist. You're still acting like an artist. When you're an artist that has a name for it, for it, for itself, they come to you. You don't need to take a check from a production company or from a, uh, um, from a concert promoter. They will come to you and like, hey, what can I do for you? You don't take checks from concert promoters. That's what poo but artists do. Understand how this shit really works. So when people was like, oh yeah, Live Nation paid him all the all the monies. All the monies to do what? Jay Z didn't need Live Nation. It ain't nothing for Jay to, to call a couple people to, 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 to throw a concert together for him. To, he could you mean to tell me he can't arrange his own tour? Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me Jay Z cannot arrange his own tour? Uh, no, I, hey, we big. This is, but I respect what Biggs did. Biggs was the money man. Yeah, Biggs was. But where, where's Biggs at now? He he over there with Rock Nation with Jay. So, boop. <laughs> so we we Biggs gets no respect for that. Sorry. Okay, Jay Z did not does not need to take money from Live Nation. That okay. So when you when a, when Live Nation pays you. You understand? They pay you upfront money, right? And they still take a cut of your performance fees of the concert rev, uh, revenues. You understand? Like Live Nation, whenever this nigga does get back on, out on the stage for, to perform, whatever that fuck that happens, Live Nation will still take a cut of the revenues. What's up, Stink Butt? Hello. Hello. Takashi, wait a minute. My bad, what's up? Hello. Oh, wait. Okay, let's try it again. I can hear you now. That's my my bad. I had the Bluetooth on. What's up? Doing a live stream? What are you doing?
How, how much you got left? One pack or one wipe? Okay, I'll order you some today. What else? Uh, what else you need? Huh? That was, all right. You got a? Uh, you done with Zoom for the rest of the day? Okay. All right. Well, um, do I excel for an hour? And I'll go ahead and order you some wipes. All right. Love you too. All right. My bad, y'all. Okay, what was I saying? What was I saying? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Live Nation still gets a cut. Now, if you're Jay-Z, why would you want to do that? But, you know, hey, y'all believe what y'all want to believe about Jay-Z. Y'all still run around, run around thinking he's a billionaire, which is laughable. Which is laughable. Laughable. Um, what have I been on for? About an hour and a half. Okay, I, I think I'm done running my mouth. Unless you guys have any specific, I'm taking order. Listen, when you have when you have a daughter, yeah, I take orders. Yeah, that was meaning me. So, um, I like big. Stay with Jay Z. The hot hand. I'd be willing to hang with a snake if I know how to move around it. Man, you better than me, bro. You better than me. You better than me. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Dame should. Dame is very abrasive. A very abrasive, but his business, you, you know what I'm saying? It makes, there's, there's times I watch Dame, I'm like, damn, man, I just wish he would, hadn't said that, you know? All things don't need to be said, but, you know, he wouldn't be who he is and where he is today had he not been the way he is or was, you know what I'm saying? So, unfortunately, all things had, had, to, had to take place, you know? Um but I, I I will always say Dame is the better businessman than Jay. Jay just maneuvers and gets around the people that can get it done. Jay-Z has not created... Okay, if you're a Jay-Z fan, what has Jay-Z actually created business-wise? Somebody tell me a company, something that Jay-Z created from, from scratch, ground floor. It came from his own brain. Yeah, I let, like, right, right. It has a, the, the, the Trump filter. But no, seriously, somebody educate me. What has Jay-Z specifically created? What what product or service can you say Jay-Z did that? He created that on his own. Because I would like to know. Right? So with the champagne shit and the Ace of Spades thing happened, he capitalized on his, on a, on a, on a perfect situation with the racial, the racial tones, right? When uh, they said, "Nah, we don't want niggas drinking our shit." Okay, well, I'll, I'll go over here and go to one of your competitors, and we're going to profit off the racial overtones because you, as a private company, said you don't want a specific brand of people um, drinking your your alcohol, right? Uh, okay. Jay Z made J Cole. Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that shit. He made J. Cole. Okay. Jay-Z is more of a, a capitalist and entrepreneur. That's the, oh, exactly. So he, he he's a capitalist that fronts like an entrepreneur. And then people not knowing the difference of the two, you believe he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> Jay-Z created the rhymes you stole from Bentley. <laughs> right. I'm still waiting for I'm still waiting for someone to educate me on what Jay Z has specifically created. 
by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember how upset people were were when um who who was the champagne company? Was it Crystal that said we don't want niggas drinking our shit? The smartest thing Jay-Z has ever done was trademark Blue Ivy's name. That's the smartest business decision Jay-Z has ever made. He trademarked Blue Ivy's name. I give him kudos for that. That was brilliant. Brilliant. That's the smartest business move he's done on his own. Right. J. Cole is not a product or a service. Y'all Thank you. Thank you. Wait, wait. Jay-Z tried to stop J. Cole. That's how the dollar and the dream tour started. Jay ain't want us to have and want us to get it. I wait on you. Is there stuff to get? I'll wait on you. No, just leave it there and I'll, I'll come get it. Well, you're always trying to in, stop me from cooking. Let me chef, okay? Uh, okay. Look, you're going to have to be real quiet about it. I'm about to end this anyway, so... You know what? Uh, uh oh, Huggy says, but Sly, what if Beyonce told him to do with the trade? Okay, it's still it's, it, it's still a smart move for him to do what he did, what what they did. Uh, he created nothing. This is true. Okay, he co-signed J Cole in his first album. So what? Yeah, exactly. You sign an artist, big fucking deal. Yeah, that's right. He had a, he had the blue for the uh, what 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 motor company used his his version of blue for their one of their vehicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he yeah no that was legit though. He he owns a trade that before the child was even born they trademarked they put in the application for the trademark for her name. So uh, brilliant brilliant move. Whoever gave him the idea to do so, still a brilliant move. Okay, right. You couldn't find it, find it. Yeah, 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 because I believe Jay didn't have any faith. Jay would have done J. Cole the way he would have done, uh, done Kanye had it not been for Dane. Remember, Jay didn't, didn't start messing with, with Kanye until Kanye became Kanye. That first, that first album. What, what was the first Kanye album? Jay wasn't, wasn't trying to deal with, with Kanye like that. He didn't think Kanye was going to be as big as he as he as he was. So yes, Jay is an opportunist. He's an opportunist. The Forty Forty Club. And I know now I know you're joking because we all know how that turned out. Uh, let me see. Wait, 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 wait. Jay Z also created the idea to take Young Chris from state prop style before uh, he took all his styles, but he knew Young Chris was a threat because that one record 
that Chris said they 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 called him blocked when he was when he was about to bubble. So you know Jay obviously took young Chris as a, a direct threat, cause yeah, and you know he brought those boys in and he started he took the Philly style, started rapping like Philly niggas. You know, I get it. College dropout. Yeah, Kanye was not. I mean, Jay was not fucking with, with Kanye when College Dropout first came out. No one saw that record doing what it did. Nobody saw that record doing what what it did except maybe Dane. Except Dane. <laughs> All day. <laughs> uh, who was the lady that owned the wedding boutique? Beyonce and them were suing. What was the name of that thing? Oh, I re- I know what you're talking about. Oh, re- does anybody remember House of Darion? Does anybody, that, ladies, do y'all remember House of Darion? Do y'all still rock your House of Darion jeans and sweats? Um, the public never got to see the Jay-Z Jeeps through the turnover and the leadership and the Chrysler the deal fell through now this is a good question is Kanye a bigger artist than Jay-Z and a better business person wow Um, I, I, I believe Kanye is a bigger artist than Jay not by much now, better, better business, that's debatable. I mean, his Yeezy brands, no matter who the shoemaker is, they go through the roof. Um, you know, people are going to use his divorce against him, saying that's not a, not a good business move. But, I mean, if you married a woman that's, you know, had, had her own money, she's not going to, how much is he going to have to pay out in a divorce settlement, you know? Like if I, if I divorce this mofo and she's a millionaire, I'm not going to be too upset. What? No, I'm just saying I'm making a point. Like if you were a multi-millionaire and we got a divorce, I ain't, I'm not be tripping because I'm like, I'm broke. Pay me alimony. I need the help. Is that why we're not getting divorced? <laughs> That's fucked up. Wow, that's the only reason. So you're gonna block. I, I know, I know. You don't want to do it again, but I'm gonna make it work though. I'm gonna flip that money. You gonna see? You gonna be like? You know what? My alimony payments made that for him. I'm so glad he did what he did with that money I paid him. Bullshit. What? I'm be like, I'm be like, yo. They gonna like, slide? How'd you do it? Seven years later, I'm be like, hey. They gonna be like, slide? How'd you do it? I'm like, yo. I took that alimony money from my ex-wife and I flipped it. That's how I'm gonna be. Yo, I'm going I'm to I'm get a bunch of independent artists and we're going to call it the Alimony album. <laughs> Volume 1, Alimony. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. If we're comparing Prime J, Prime for Prime, Jay-Z's much... Ooh, no, wait, 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 wait. Ooh. Yeah, thank you. You just be buying shit. <laughs> Terrible. Wait, wait, wait. If we're, we're taking Prime J... Which okay, give me what album Jay Z is at his prime. Are we talking uh, the the Black album? Are we talking uh, Volume One? Which prime Jay Z are we talking about? And I would still pick Kanye because you you forget Kanye, producer artist. You know, like I'm gonna give. Uh, Kanye the nine because of the production 
You understand? Um, ooh, I'm going with Kanye. I'm going with Kanye. <laughs> ah, shit. That's right. SNK. SNK, that's right. No doubt, come fuck with me. The Alimony album. Uh, oh my God, Renee. Ain't no divorce when I'm about to die out this marriage. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm still going. Blueprint. Okay. We're going to, okay, we'll take Jay Z's Blueprint. Now give me Kanye at his prime. Okay, I'll give you Blueprint one. Now give me Kanye's album at his prime. Give me Kanye at his prime. Graduation. You, do we go with the, do we go with the graduate late registration? My dark and beautiful. Oh my gosh, he's got some shit. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say either graduation or late registration. See, I, okay, now you guys are saying my dark and twisted beautiful fan. Ah, my goodness. I like that album, but I, I'm still going to go with either late registration or, or graduation. Man, y'all, I don't think, I don't think y'all giving Kanye enough credit, man. I don't think y'all give, listen. Oh, okay. Kanye became an international star quicker than Jay-Z. Can we agree to that? Can we agree that Kanye became an international star much faster than Jay-Z? That's not, that's not debatable, right? That's not up for debate. Agreed? Oh, well, okay, let me ask you this. Who has the bigger international impact, Jay-Z or Kanye? That, that answers your question. Okay, I say Kanye has a bigger international following than Jay-Z. Man, I'm telling you, man, listen. Judgment Alves with more street cred. Yeezy never had the block. What are you talking about? Yeezy had. Okay. When 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 he came out with the first album, Chicago stamped him. So he already had the Chicago streets. You know, Um, hell, he was doing shit with Dipset. Like Kanye, street niggas always fuck with Kanye. Let's 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 not stop that lie. Street niggas fuck with Kanye. There you go. He got them Armenians behind him. He got them Armenians behind him. Yeah, he smashed fifty. He smashed fifty. A fifty still in his prime. He smashed a a prime fifty. That's right. He smashed a prime fifty cent. Only until he became, exactly, thank you. Is Kanye the greatest hip-hop artist of all time? Wow. I, I think, um, I think that, that will go to Drake. <laughs> In 10 years, it's going to be Drake. But as of right now, 
I could see an argument for Kanye as of right now, but 10 years from now, it's going to be Drake. It's going to be Drake everything, everything, everything. Kanye's still doing numbers music without the politics and the pro-black narrative. I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. And that's another thing. Like, Kanye had ideas for fashion, right? Um, all the all the RC stuff that he was always wanted to do, he did that. Jay-Z just sees opportunity to get in on the ground floor or ride the wave, you know? Y'all forget with the uh, the Reeboks, them 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 them, them, S, them Sean Carter's. It was that was Dame's idea. The state property closed. That was Dame's idea. Jay Z just put a stamp on that shit. Matter of fact, my friend Kara, you know, rest in peace. She brokered that deal. She worked the deal with uh, Reebok Fifty and 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 uh, and uh, Rockefeller. She worked that fucking deal. It was Dame. She told me all the fucking stories. Jay wouldn't show up to the meetings. It was always Dame. Dame would actually, she would tell me Dame would actually go to the manufacturer. He, they would fly the fuck, he would fly the fuck out to China. He would go over the patterns, the stitching. He was on the quality control board. Like that was all Dame from start to finish. Jay was just, you know, the, the stamp was saying, y'all, okay, fuck with this because Jay-Z, because Jay-Z wears it. But that was all fucking Dame. Hey, you, you know why Jay-Z never, would never diss sauce money though? Jay-Z, out of all the artists that ever took shots at Jay, Jay never dissed sauce money. Never. Never. Kanye's a better of the two. They, man, listen, ain't 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 been a more creative artist since Kanye. Drake gonna be good the way he treats women. Drake Drake is a Jew. He gonna be all right. The Yeezy scarf. Uh, let me see what else, what else, what else. Yes, Jay is basically an uber-glorified influencer. Ouch. Sah- I would say Saha is the greatest ghost writer. Outside of that, okay, Rain, honestly, outside of Atlanta, nobody knows who Saha the Prince is. Respectfully, listen, if you... If you, if someone has never listened to So Appalled, have never listened to Sahai's verse on So Appalled, most people don't know who Sahai the Prince is outside of Atlanta. Now, you can make a case for him being the greatest ghost writer, right? So all the great ghost writers of the day that, that have ever come into hip hop, um, Nas, Sahai, Styles P, Jada, Jay's written for some people. Big Daddy Kane's written for a lot of people. Rakim has written for a lot of people. You understand? So I, I put Saha in, in, in the greatest and probably in the best songwriter category. But as artists, nah. As a, oh, you joking? <laughs> Boy, it's been legendary. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Sahai, as far as Ghost Riders, he's there. He's there. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, Consequence. Come on, don't forget Consequence now. Consequence pin game is 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 is, is mighty. This nigga said I had to take my Yeezy scarf. I had to read that joints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, Drake can reach a bigger audience. How many of y'all was doing the kiki? I, I will say that uh Drake will be the, the greatest to go down as the greatest. Listen, I'm telling y'all, that verse on Saul Paul was like Push your T is another one of the one of the one of the, the best to, 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 to write for somebody. I remember when everyone said Yeezys was trash and two years later Electronic Rock made a major comeback with Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, he was never signed to Good Music. He was signed to Boo Echo's brother. Oh, okay. Oh, Boo, Akon's brother. I, I give. Okay, I remember he he was he used to be over at Def Jam. I don't know if he's at Def Jam anymore. I remember I remember Boo because there was a nigga running around impersonating him, right? And he finally got the nigga on the phone. And they were speaking in African, doing the clicks and shit. I was like, I was dying. I was dying. Does anybody remember that? When he got the imposter on the phone, he's like, yeah, I can speak whatever language for the tribe language. He said, yeah, I can speak that. And he was, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, God damn. Does anybody, nobody remembers that. Okay. Okay. Listen, I've been saying Drake has no, no missteps. None. None. Drake has no losses. No loss. I keep trying to tell people Drake had no, no duds, no flops, no losses in a decade. Easily. 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 I never did the Kiki on two with the trends. But yo, let me get up out of here. Um, T-Pain's dope. Matter of fact, the artist that, uh, we're dropping in two weeks. He's got records with he got records with Drake. He's got records with Lil Baby, Dub Baby, and T Pain. And the T Pain record I like a lot. I like the Lil Baby album uh, song he did because that's it's a street anthem. And then the, the Drake song is it's fucking Drake. You can't lose with a Drake feature. So I'm excited for this kid. Um, yeah, Drake album is trash, nigga. Please wear never. Never. People outside really thought Meek was telling before it touched the drink. <laughs> is, is Meek still a thing right now? Yeah, T-Pain almost like legend status because he gave some, like people forget his, his roster of hits. Let me see. Laney says uh, the next certified lover boy album is going to be an important mo moment. Oh, uh, they no, he's good. They they won't turn on him. He he, he he's good. He's go. He's good. Uh, Quentin Miller, even though Drake and me, they, they, they but okay, Quentin. Hey, listen. Okay, here's the rules of being a ghostwriter. A good ghostwriter just shuts up. You understand? If you want to be a 
a a ghostwriter with a long career just shut up it's called ghost for a reason okay you're not to be seen nor heard only by specific people that are allowed to see and hear you okay if you're going to be a ghostwriter do what the first word says in the, in in the in the title be a ghost that's it that's it I sure did. You know what? You better drink all that pop too. Not anybody stealing shit. You wasting shit. Don't waste that pop. I don't know. Yeah, I remember. So that's that is my advice to ghostwriters. Do what the title says. Be a damn ghost. Matter of fact, I'm going to be stupid for a hot second. Ghost. Let's look up the meaning of ghost. Okay? Ghost meaning. (laughs) Why you laugh? What? I'm just saying. Ghost meaning. Okay. Okay. I don't like these definitions. I don't like these definitions. Okay, okay. Ghosts vary widely from an invisible presence to translucent or barely visible. Wispy shades, okay? That means do not be seen. That means play your position. And as a former ghostwriter, I'm speaking from experience. Before someone says, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yes, nigga, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know how many times, you know how hard it was for me not to say, to say something? Okay, what? Shut up. Do you know how many years I've had to be quiet on certain songs? Still to this day. But I, and, and especially with social media, because back then, there was no social media, right? You, you had the, uh, you had the Forbes DVD tapes. I couldn't do Forbes. I couldn't do none of that shit. I couldn't be like, yo, I did that, right? This was back when ghostwriting was um, it was almost like a dirty job, right? It's, it's almost like, and I'm being respectful, it's like you send in the black ops, the spec ops, right? You send in SEAL Team 6 to do the mission, and they can't tell nobody, hey, we, we killed bin Laden. <laughs> hey, hey, we did this, we did that. You can't tell anybody this shit, okay? So it was, it was like a dirty job that... Um, a lot of people didn't want to do because they wanted recognition. They wanted fame. They wanted their, their name. Uh, they wanted to be mentioned and shit. Yeah, you get your credits and shit, but you couldn't run around and tell people, hey, you know, I helped write, I helped write that song. Like, well, you know, see my name? See that, that name in the credit? That's me. So my era, there was, you, there was no outlet for me to scream to the, to the, to the top of the, of the world, hey, I, I helped write these songs. And if I did that, I'd be blacklisted. So I played my position, even though it was extremely, extremely hard hearing a song on the radio and, and knowing, goddamn, and singing and rhyming the, 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 the shit word for word. Or, or you're in a studio with this motherfucker and he's still off beat with the shit, right? And you got to go back in there and be like, this is the time. You got you to gotta walk him through the fucking verse or the lyric and shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that shit eats at you for a while. It eats at you. So, um, there you go. Just take the bag and leave it silently. <laughs> yeah, some indie, some NDA is a lifetime. Some, it, some, some NDA is a lifetime. A few of mine are lifetime because I, I didn't know any better. Like I didn't know when we were signing contracts. This is before the sunset clause or the sunset rule. California, for those that California artists know about this, uh, it was a death row case. And um, death row was signing people in perpetuity. And somebody took them to court basically to fight to say, no, there needs to be terms and limits and restrictions on the length of a contract. And, and because of that, they won that case. It's called the sunset clause. So you can only sign somebody for so many years as, as, as opposed to in perpetuity. Okay. So West Coast artists know, know what I'm talking about with that particular case. This was back in early 2000s. So when we were signing NDAs and shit, we didn't think about lifetime, exclusive, in perpetuity. You know, it was like, well, okay, they tell us to take the money and be quiet. Well, we can't say nothing or we'll, we'll get sued, right? They always say, well, if you don't sign us and you, and you speak on it, we'll sue you, right? So that, that's how we were dealt with back then. So a lot of these cats now don't understand, um, I guess, the struggles that their forefathers, the forebearers had to go through to make this shit. Now it's okay to tell people, I wrote this song. Now it's okay for you to come out and say, I'm a ghostwriter. Okay? Now you, you can have guys like Sahara the Prince just openly tell their whole discography of songs they've written for people. Okay? Back then, contracts were ironclad. Like, no, you can't say nothing. So. Um, okay, now it all depends. There's some ghostwriters that don't get credit. They just get the money. Right, you get you you bring some guys in, spit a high verse, or you give them the artist verse, and they'll go over it. It's like proofreading to a certain extent, right? Or an editor. So if you write a book, and you turn it in, and they have somebody go over it, they're like, ah, we don't like this. This in, take this out, take this out, put this in, put this in. They kind of restructure to make the song a little bit better, right? Some came in and got paid up front in cash, and no credits, and never to be seen again. Okay. Guys like that, you know, business-wise, it works for the labels. But if once you learn the game and you're like, man, I ain't getting shit. I'm not getting any residuals, no royalties. I don't even get credit for my shit. You know, that's a, it's a sucker deal for them. But, you can, you know, back then you're coming in making five, six grand for 20, 30 minutes of work. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. So... Music producers, um, same thing. So here's what, here's what you should do now. Uh, there's an app you can get for split sheets. So split sheets is when the, the, the track is done. Split sheets is when everyone says, okay, who did what? Or what, how are we breaking this song into, into how many people work on the song? If, it work, if it's four people, you, you, you break it into quarters. If it's three people, you work into thirds. So the split sheet is to prevent any bullshit when it comes time to turn it in to the label for credits and publishing. Split sheets prevent uh, misunderstandings, right? So when you sign a split sheet, you, you know exactly what your percentage of the song that you, you contributed to, what you own. You know what I'm saying? So everybody should have a split sheet, either in the app in their phones or just a, a bunch of copies in the studio. So when the track is completed, it's like, okay, everybody sit down. Here's, here's, this is how we're going to work it. You know, 
There's how many of us contributed, right? Okay, and you break it up into percentages, sign it, everybody sign and dot, turn it into a label. Okay. See, my man said, give me, give me the money after credit. I can make my own credit and pass it down to my kids on deathbed. <laughs> now, th that's what I'm saying. Like, back then, it's not like how it was now. So you guys are getting, the, you, you guys have the ability to, to kind of quarterback this shit, Monday Night Football, the shit now. 20 years ago, was, there was nobody to do it. No one, you know? It was kind of like uncharted territory. So a lot of these guys now are really... You're really benefiting off the off the fact that a lot of people got screwed over 20 years prior for them to, for you to be at this point. So now you can tell a motherfucker, yeah, I, I helped write this song without getting sued. Okay. Exactly. Right. Did y'all see the Cuban Link interview? Holy shit. Let me get into that real quick. Um, Beyonce tried to get Sia to sign away her writing credits and receive hell. Exactly. And Sia. Is one of the biggest artists overseas. Sia is one. Matter of fact, you've heard a Sia record and you don't even know who the fuck Sia is. This woman performs with a wig over her face. Okay, she she's a she's a Swede or baby. What is what is Sia? What is she? You know what? Yes, you are. Whatever. Sia, she is, let me, let me, fuck it, let's just look it up together, goddammit. Shut up, Sia Nationality. She's, Aust oh, she's Australian. Okay, I was way off the cuff. Sia is Australian. Sia has written some of the biggest pop hits ever. She's written for everybody. My favorite song she wrote was for Britney Spears it's perfume that's my favorite fucking song and if you listen good enough on some good headphones you can hear her in the background vocals shut up don't say shit <laughs> shut the fuck up you said Britney Spears. yo I, what I'm a Britney Spears fan what do you mean what Listen, I, yo, we used to have heated debates Britney versus Christina and I go Britney Bar for bar. Hey, listen, Britney is a far better performer. Performer, not singer. Okay, all right. Britney is a perf she's an entertainer. Christina can sing, but that only goes so far. The bitch can't dance for shit. You know, she always does the thing with the microphone where her fingers get to doing this shit. I, that shit makes sense. I'd be like, why you quit doing that? Because <laughs> she holds the mic with, with the, the thumb and the forefinger, and these fingers just do all this shit every time she, she hits her high notes. If you watch any of her old performances. But, um, Sia has written some of the biggest hits ever, ever, ever. You listen to any, if you go to the gym, Planet Fitness or whoever that, that has the, the, the music streaming services, the video, you will see a Sia record video play three, four, five, ten times a day. Sia is a monster overseas. This woman performs with a fucking wig over her eyes. The song with the, uh... The little girl doing the ballet dance. What's the name of that song, girl? Chandelier. Chandelier. I be singing this. I sing the fuck out of Chandelier. I be hitting the high notes and shit. Chandelier. Chandelier. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I get hyped when I hear that song. Chandelier. Chandelier. I'm breaking it down for y'all today. 
I'm breaking it down. I'm breaking it the fuck down. <laughs> wait, wait, let me catch up on the comments. Let me catch up on the comments. Uh, Ghostwriters get royalties if they own publishing. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you get the credit, yeah, then you have to, they have to ask you for your publishing money, uh, your publishing uh, information, either, you know, ASCAP, CSAC, or uh, BMI. So if you get album, if you get song credit, but wait, wait, there's a lot of produ- uh, song uh, ghostwriters that don't have publishing set up. You understand? So you can have ASCAP for writing, but if you don't have your ASCAP for your publishing, it don't mean nothing. You can have your credit, your writer's credit, but you got to have the publishing part of it set up. So when they, that, every time that shit plays, you get your little percentage. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let, me get up, let me catch up on the comments. I'm sorry. Uh, Jaguar said uh, her and Teflon from MLP used to ghost right together. See? See? Yeah, there you, there you go. And that's that's word from Rain because Rain, Rain stays in the studio. It's best to fill out the sheet before the song even starts. Um, Wait, wait. See, ain't no fool. I'm going to get to the Cuban Lincoln interview in a minute. Yeah, Chandelier. Listen, Chandelier. She, she wrote a lot of shit. Like, people... If you don't know who Sia is, Sia wrote um, Diamonds uh, Umbrella, right? No, 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 no. She wrote what song? For, she did something for Rihanna. It was a big song. It was a big song. Um, wait, wait, wait. Kathy Dennis, she's legit. She's legit. Shut up. I like Britney. I like Britney. Wait, Christina can't sing no more. Listen, this version of Christina ain't her. I did this video three, four years ago. I said, this ain't Christina. It's an old video I did, but it was so obvious. Like, oh, this they done got rid of her. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Brittany is my Hollywood twin. The exact day, year, everything. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to tell y'all, man, Chandelier, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm a huge fan of Britney. Listen, I was Britney before the Free to Britney movement. We already knew what she was going through back then. So, you know. And Marion Hill had a UK unlock and still a lot of Americans object to this. For sure. Wow. I've never even heard her see it before today. Please don't. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, she wrote Diamond. Okay, I thought it was Diamond she wrote. Yeah, see, man, go look at man. See, it has. Listen, I I tell you what, you don't want to do. You don't want Sia to come through on the verses. Listen, I I see it will smash anybody you bring through, hit for hit on the verses. See, it will smash anybody. You listen, I don't give a fuck who you name. See, it will smash anybody, hit for hit. See, it was. She would curb stomp a lot of your favorite artists, hit for hit. I ain't talking song for song. I'm talking hit for hit. Okay? See, it would smash a lot of people. <laughs> so, yo, um, I think that that's it for me today. I'm going to get out of here. I've been running my mouth way too long. She just started showing her face. Exactly. Matter of fact, she would still do interviews with the fucking wig over her, over her, over her eyes. She's an older chick. 
she's an older chick. She's older now, but you know, 10, 15 years ago, that's all she would, that with the big ass bow to the side and the big ass, you know what I'm saying? She just be out there singing and shit. I just be like, this woman here is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Britney had a few reboots Had a few reboots. Well, you know what? Okay. So the story goes with Britney. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a few shakes that, that purchased, um, clone versions of, of Britney to do whatever they want. And the video came out, this is years ago. This is before social media. The video came out of Britney being in two places at once. It was a big deal back then for a lot of us that wasn't aware about replacements and body doubles and clones and shit. So it was like, well, how is Britney in two places at one time? You know, um, that was a big deal. That's what like kind of woke me up to, to certain things, you know? And then remember with the Kevin Hart, remember a few years ago, he was like, he was in four different places at, at once. Does remember that, 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 that huge Kevin Hart campaign he was on? This dude was 24 seven in a different spot. And it was like, wait a minute, you can't get from one place to another that fast. So for those that were that, for those that caught that tour. Okay. Okay. You know what? You thought Sia was Gaga. Okay. Sia versus Lady Gaga. I could see that. I'm still going Sia though, but I, I could, I could see Gaga giving Sia a run for her money. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna keep it. It's, it's, it's permanent. It's permanent. What are you looking at? You all right? Uh, let me see. Okay. So now here's what, here's what that shadow dweller. I'd watch that when I'm happy Swiss sold it so we can see pop artists on there. Now here's where the problem lies. They already had Timberlake locked in. Okay. I think they had him locked in for two months now. They had him locked in for two months. They just, it was timing. They couldn't find someone to go, to go against him that, that had a schedule free. But they had Timberlake locked in. So now it's going to, just like with Battle Rap, it's going to be watered down. It ain't going to be the same. Now with, I don't even watch Battle Rap anymore because now it's all about guys versus girls. Well, I'm, I'm touching on that in a minute too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Doggy that. Listen, did y'all see the Cuban Link interview? I might Tyson the boxer too. So you remember that video? Okay. So this just goes to show how how long this has been going on. This is now just coming out. You know what I'm saying? So the Cuban Link interview. Highly disturbing yet highly informative. Once again, highly disturbing, yet highly informative. But some things I already knew back then. So like I remember when him and Fat Joe met up in an alley and they they they, they handled, you know, they squabbled it out, whatever the case may be. But remember, it was Fat Joe that, that gave the green light to give him a buck 50. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how can you work with a guy that basically, you know, cut your face open? You know what I'm saying? So I mean I, I and I had I have the Cuban Link album, but I got it through through LimeWire. I'm sorry, Cuban Link, but it's a fire album. Cuban Link was the next one. That that was Puns Man. Joe didn't fuck with Cuban Link like that. 
So the same situation here, Jay-Z, Kanye, Dame, right? Pun is, it, Cuban is, is Dame's, is, is, is Pun's guy. Joe's like, ah, I don't like the nigga like that. You understand? Is Big Pun the greatest ghostwriter of all time? He's on the list. He's on the list. He's on the list. Right, the Cuban Link interview was interesting and hilarious. It was, I was like, my man's going through it. You know, but, so for those that don't, that don't know the history, and I'm just giving a brief oversight, like I said, I, I knew people that was there, but basically, in the club, you know, Joe Greenlight, uh, Cuban getting his face cut, and it took Cuban months to kind of like get to, to track Joe down to kind of get the one-on-one. The -on -one. Word is that Joe won the fight, but still, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Angie Martinez was, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was the moment like in, um, what movie was that, y'all? American, not American Me. Hey, what's the prison movie? Everybody's favorite pr prison Mexican movie. About the, about the, La Emma. What's, the, what's the name of that movie? American Me? With Edward James Almost? Is that the one? You are no. How you live here all your life and you know what? You know. Okay. When Pun did that, I mean, not when, when Joe did that to Cuban Link, it was the equivalent of the moment in American Me when the La MA took out two of their own guys because they wouldn't put in work. That was that blood in, blood out. Thank you. Oh, no, was it American Me? Was it? It was American Me. Blood in, blood out, close. Okay, but y'all understand what I'm, where I'm where I'm going with this. Joe doing that to the Cuban link was the equivalent of when they took out their own people. It was like, oh, wait a minute. That's that's. Not only is this your guy's guy, but this guy's on your label, right? Lord Finesse. Listen, I still say pun is better than Biggie all day long. I still say pun is bit is, is far and far and away better than Biggie. I watched the Biggie documentary or Netflix. Whoop de doo. What did we learn? What did we learn? Nothing. All we learned, they spoke more about Biggie wanting to be an entrepreneur, wanting to sign artists and be his own boss. That's all but we already knew that already. Did we we didn't learn nothing new from the Biggie documentary. That was a waste of time. It just that's just that was a money grab. That was a money grab. But um so it was American Me. Remember? They took out their own people, two of their guys in the yard, and everyone and everybody in the joint was like, "Holy shit!" They done. It's it's next level. It was unheard of. So um. Yeah, and then and then Pun's wife still to this day, oh Pun's son, still to this day say, "Yo, he don't he don't he don't come by and check on us." Blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? So uh. Yeah, man, Fat Joe, man. Hey, listen, I I'm a I'm gonna preface my comments very carefully. Um, that whole situation with, 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 with puns people is, uh, it shouldn't have happened the way it did, you know, it shouldn't have happened the way it did, you know, but this is how important publishing is. Okay. So when you see these people selling their publishing, like it's candy, 
you know. But you see how important publishing is. And Chris is dope. And he looked dead on his daddy. He looks dead on his dad. Nah, bro, not not the paid in full. Nah, 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 nah. Um, that was it. I think that was it. My last thoughts. Yeah, that was my final thoughts. Hey, what you what? Listen, was was Fat Joe, was Fat Joe not at the Rocka Rocka Rock Nation, um, get together? So like, Fat Joe is back in in Jay Z's good graces now. Remember, there was some tension between him and him and him and uh. Joe for for a good minute. I remember he gave him the half a bar. Fuck y'all niggas. On um, what song was that? With the uh, the Queen sample. What is that song? The Queen sample. Got that Kanye did. Damn it! What's the name of that song, y'all? Nobody knows. Yeah, Fat Joe doesn't, doesn't even acknowledge Chris Rivers. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to cross Joe to sign Chris, unfortunately. That's the bad part. That's the part, you know, of, of being blackballed that, that really fucked. Take over. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Shut up. God damn it. Thank you. Shit. <laughs> yeah, gave him half a bar. Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah, it's real bad. But... If you buy stock in the companies that own the publishing, you're good to go. You're good to go. What do you say, uh, Joe and Big Big Pun self chasing Jay around the room? <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Y'all have a good one. Peace.